Welcome to another Kings and Queens production feature presentation. I've got the man them with me. I'll let them introduce themselves. But um, just to say, I'm doing this is a podcast on racism in sport. But they'll be looking at different aspects of racism and how it affects sport and basically just how it refers to the overall society and what is wanted or desired and how we really get there and if it's even really being addressed so i'm just doing this to just but rest certain points and get rid of certain points aka like the little sky sports features that they do on it i don't think they go into enough detail and it's very pc so doing one that's a bit more raw so to my left got barry dc yeah um and Matthew D. Yeah, so got the team assembled now, so we're just gonna just get into it. So racism podcast. So what do we think first of all? Is it is racism in sport a problem or is it the same as it's always been? Just the overall thoughts. Like there's no angle behind that. We just okay. Considering we're in 2019, um, it is. I don't think it's much further along than it was. 20, 30 years ago. Yes, it's improved, but that's because the standards, the quality and the representation of black people in football, in sport, has grown. But in terms of how they are treated, I don't think it's much different. When you say how they're, when you say how they're treated, what way should they be treated? What, what is the treatment of them? Equality. So there's no equal equalizer. No, I mean we can go as far as to say, look at black managers in football. Yeah. Where are they? Oh, now. Especially there's in the UK. No, there's not. Exactly. Before there was one. <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was two. Was it Barnes and? No, Darren Moore. Before he did he get relegated? Was he in the Premiership? He, he, was in the, he was in the Premiership. Yeah, and he got relegated. No, but he didn't get relegated. Tony Pulis had them in a bad position. He took him. over. He took over. Then he was at in the Championship. Doing well. I believe they were third or something. They were in the playoff positions, and they got rid of him, and they didn't even make it to the playoffs eventually. Yeah. For no, and there was no real specific reason. So what? Darren Moore and who are we looking at? Brighton, the former. Um, yeah. Chris Hewton. Chris Hewton. Yeah. They've done that with him at. Newcastle and they done it with him at Brighton. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was at West Brom as well. He was at West Brom yeah, as well. And he, and he was doing well. He was doing well at all three clubs, and they got rid of him. Well or well enough? Because I, I don't think at Brighton he was doing that well, but at Newcastle and West Brom definitely was doing well. But I Brighton, think he was doing okay at Brighton. But yes, they weren't on the level of Wolves. Granted, but I think they were still doing well. I just think at that point he had got. He had got to the end. He had got to the end of his race with them. Sometimes your job, you do your job. I I would say that, but then if you look at like, uh, I'll give you a a, a good example. Marco Silva. Yeah. So what he's done at Everton, I think they've invested like two hundred million. And he's got the players. They won how many games this season? What is he doing out there? He did like he he, his team is not even certified because. If you're gonna compare anyone to him, he got a team. He got a team to look like relegation was cool because it, it 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 
happened at the last day. But then I'm saying just in contrast, like we're, we're, even if you look at Marco Silva at Watford, they weren't really. The they don't do nothing. But the investment that they've spent is way more than what Brighton have spent. So it's almost like for the the, the issue is I think it parallels um, to what John Barnes said about society is that as a black man you have to overachieve in order to be able to make, make a sense. particular yeah. to maintain. Was... If you just do okay, okay, it's not good enough. Yeah. So it's always perceived that even for myself within my workplace as a manager. I know that I have to do over and above, so I have to excel, because if there's any issues, which maybe a previous manager has uh, had done in their position, and they they were white, yeah, it will be seen, okay, that's fine, he's made an error, but then I would have to justify the reasons as to why I haven't made the targets, even if the previous four other managers haven't made specific targets. My question would be, what was Chris Hewson's target for Brighton, they're I'd not good enough to be a mid-table team. I'd say fight relegation. Yeah. What, to survive, to survive? Survive relegation, But when you said equality, <coughs> that's the whole thing that Barry's not describing. He's saying that what we're talking about is a level playing field. Like yeah. No, there ain't one. Being no, but that's, the, the but that's, that's, that's what we want. What, what you've just described in the workplace, I think is exactly what's happening to him yeah. in, in the football arena, where basically any mistake he makes is being um, scrutinised scrutinized yeah. even more so than if it was a white person. Mm-hmm. Um, and any achievements he, he makes are probably being downplayed even. Like, so, as you say, you have to work twice as hard just to sort of maintain that. Because I don't see how he did much different than um, Rafa Benitez did. Apart from, yes, okay, Rafa Benitez, he won the championship uh, with record points. But when he took them up in his first season, he still, what, still outside the top 10 or was he in, in the top 10? Still outside the top 10. And Houston, and Houston finished, and this is with Rafa, Houston finished 10? Yeah. So how is that much different? But at that time, I think when they sold Andy Carroll, it kind of just went like the next person would be the manager because it's like their talisman had gone. Mm. You know, that like the whole something disrupted the situation that was happening there. For whatever reason, Mike Ashley thought, yeah, let me just make some quick pee. Da-da-da-da-da. Whatever happens, if he's a casualty of it, he's a casualty of it. Like, partly that was his business, it's unfortunate. I mean, we all saw that coming, but we're like, why always us? Why we always have to be the full guy? And he took it humbly as well, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. You should have just made noise. But, but he's, but again, he's not that type of guy. It's, I don't think it's that he's that type of guy. I think in the society, it's almost as a, as a black person, if you've got a job, every job is not about your current job, it's about future employment prospects. If he comes <laughs> out and starts effing and blinding and starts saying about, talking about the racism card, yeah, he's not going to be employed by and no, no other team will look to be. Well, that's what Sol Campbell did. And but he got a job. No, but so he's Campbell, working now, though. Yeah, but Sol Campbell was no. in Macclesfield, he was at. He's working. Chesterfield or Macclesfield. Macclesfield, and he's still there. No, he's no, left. No, he's not there. They left anymore. by mutual agreement after they, he took the club in a bad position and they were able to survive. And that's the thing, it's almost like it's the criteria that these black men are being given jobs. They're being given jobs in clubs. 
that aren't successful or aren't doing well, and they're being said, do you know what, actually help us to be able to survive. That's the bare minimum of what you're supposed to do to prevent us from further failure and maintain that. Well, black people in their whole lives are good at damage control. That's what we specialise in. Like, if you're no, saying, no, no, that's, no, 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 that's no. what we've been given that's the role. What we, that's what we've been given the role. So it's almost like, for example, like particular meals that were made so cow for all of those yeah. it's because it's the scraps of what the white yeah. people wouldn't, wouldn't eat yeah so we've made lemonade yeah. yeah. so you said so you eat like gizzard all of these other things they're not when you yeah, look at this yeah all, all of these things yeah. yeah so that that's what that's what we, we've been given to so it's like if we can do that out of the scraps what could we possibly do with uh the if we're given cuts. with yeah with the prime cuts like imagine they've given Ole Gunnar Solskjaer position at Manchester United. Do you think Thierry Henry would be afforded that at Arsenal? Cubs best ever player, and he's a manager. Yeah. How quickly was he at? I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying. I'm a, in a personal way. I don't want to see him. No, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm not but saying. I know he'll never be given. That. I'm. I'm saying that in regards to how many teams have you seen where a top player, yeah, has got has gone back or has been involved in the club at some capacity. Frank Lampard has gone from Derby immediately to Chelsea. to Chelsea. Wayne Rooney is now at Derby as a, what is he, like a caretaker, like player-manager yeah. type thing? Yeah. I, I don't... I've never I, seen but there's a desire there from them guy. Do you tell well. me that... No, but there's desires from... There's the desire from Sol Campbell. I know that for a fact. But there's multiple footballers. Like, even Danny Rose said he's not going to take his footballing badges because he knows that there's not going to be any jobs or opportunities for him to be able to do it. The majority of the black players, ex-players, are doing menial co- coaching roles that you and I could possibly do. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, like, Ashley Cole said it one time, and he was like, you know what, the way, like, even with right, then he lived a little celebrity life because he had friends that were famous as well, and he had the Cheryl Cole situation where she was doing whatever she was doing with his name, but it's like, they couldn't mention her without mentioning him, and it's like, but his football prowess was more than anything he was doing because he's one of the top players in this country if not Europe he was Ashley Cole was arguably best, probably the best left back. back of his generation yes but yet they remember him for the little scandals that he had to the fact that it's like I don't even like being in public eye because all they do is judge me on the past what's and, the point of me thinking yet, about my future Beckham like how you just said given. Beckham the exact same situation I don't yeah. know if he's forgiven because he's doing business in a different yeah, country. Yeah, but he was forgiven. He was let go. They, they yeah, didn't... Just they, yeah, they never just... They don't... They don't put what he did hand in hand with David Beckham. But they put it with Ashley Cole. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, multiple times David Beckham cheated. And... You know, what, in the game or are you talking about in his lifestyle? <laughs> in his lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> but, He's cheated in the game as well. <laughs> That's funny thing in the game. people don't say David Beckham the cheat. Yeah, but when we have to keep the context, I mean, people's personal choices, I don't think you can involve them in certain... But I'm saying, well, I think what Matthew's saying is that in regards to Ashley Cole, it's like a lot of the stuff... Like, really, what, what kind of conversation are we talking about? We're talking about Ashley Cole, they've given him the nickname of Cashley Cole because yeah. at the time when... Arsenal would have offered him, I believe it was... Five grand. No, no, they offered him something like, what was it, 45,000? No, 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 he was on 65. Yeah. And he wanted 80. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. And they was giving him 75. 
And we knew how Arsenal was going because prior to that, Patrick Vieira was in the same situation. But Patrick Vieira had told him that he should ask for more money. Exactly, so he should. Yeah, and I, I agree because at the end of the day... Because they were that, willing to give it to him because he's the captain. But I think that my, my issue with, with sport is, is that it's... People separate sport from normal life. Yes, they do. All the time. All so the time. When it suits be, them, is is it uh, I, I, I don't think it's that necessarily when it suits them, but I even think fans, it's almost like, I don't know, uh, this player should leave, he's just taking money. I'm like, well, at the end of the day, if your workplace paid you 100k to do a job, and even if you weren't doing it well or not, do you understand? And would you just leave just because someone said you should leave? No, this is why no, the Ozil argument makes sense. Yeah. But that's another thing for another day. But, but what, long may he but, sit there but, for that. But, but, what, but what I'm saying is, is that with Ashley Cole, he's he's been given a low derisory offer by Arsenal Football Club for a player when his co-workers in terms of colleagues, which it's fair to say like John Terry were earning way more. And remember, Ashley Cole was an established England international before John Terry. Yeah, that's a fact. Fact, yeah. So he's gone to ask, what's the newspaper come out with? Ashley Cole's gone to go and ask because he said he almost crashed his Bentley because when he heard the amount that when he had come off the phone to his agent. And that's the narrative that all of the football fans, Arsenal football it. fans to this day, still hate Ashley Cole. Well, no, that's a reason. Yeah, for a reason. And it's like, for me, I'm like, I'd like... I look at it and I'm like, if I was Ashley Cole, I would have left to go Chelsea. I'm a diehard Arsenal yeah. fan because at the end of the day, when he looks back at his career, what's he going to be? Like a, a few hundred thousand or million fans don't like you. Whereas like, at the end of the day, when I look at my medal chest, mm. I've won, like, I won the Champions League. Won the Champions League that he's won, he won everything yeah. as a footballer. He had, won a, he had already won the Premiership, I think maybe once or twice with Arsenal. But at the end of the day, he's, he... He was, in the, he was in the Invincibles team. Yeah. But really and truly, he had excelled beyond expectation. Yeah. And that's... He's a testament. Like, if people are really talking about reaching upper echelon of consistency at a high level, yeah. he, he should be number one. He's done it. Yeah, of course. He should be number one. There ain't no one close and when I'm, it comes to that because you're talking about a man that had a career where people like Cristiano Ronaldo struggled against him. That's a problem. Mm. That that doesn't happen again. The man's thirty six years old. But I, I would I would I, I would say like what what's what's amazing for me is is that when you look at it, if you were to in particular as a, as a, I could only speak as an Arsenal fan, is that if you look at Arsenal players and they say, oh, who would you like to emulate in regard like some of the younger players coming a up? A lot of people will say Ashley Cole. They wouldn't though. They'll mention your Aaron Ramseys, your Jack Wiltshire's. Jack Wiltshire came up from the youth team because remember, like he's a home he's a home cro- uh, a youth team player. Which is a phenomenal feat. Name me another. Bartoni Adams, this, like in sort of modern football times, say, say from like 90s into sort of like the 2000s. But actually, Cole, there's no one who's been a successful footballer who's come up from the youth team. Who's been world right. class. Who's been world class. He's the only one. He's the only one. You might say Jack Wilshire, but he never fulfilled the potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's personally, a, a, lot, a lot of the articles, especially with Ashley Cole, from the press, follow the same suit of what they tried to do to Raheem Sterling, but I just think that Raheem Sterling was more articulate to be able to... Yeah, he's smart. To, to, yeah. To give I remember that when he spoke to his mum, and the mum said, this is what you say. This is what you have to say. Yeah. This is what you have to say. This is how you make it this sound. This is how you make it sound. Proper, where you're not a victim. Yeah. Where, yes, you can say what you like, but understand this. When the people said I moved from Liverpool to do this, why shouldn't I want more for my life? 
But that's, I, I, when there's other white man taking less, let's say, Robert Kashoni, and they said, oh, this guy's a Judas, he went to France for less money. Who cares? Yeah. Mm. You were done with him. Mm. Like, but people have short memories. All right, then let's go to this. At the end of the day, people forget it's, it's a job. Mm. Yes, it's their career, but it's a job. You know, if someone comes in, if you're working for, I don't know, say Amazon. Yeah. Or Google coming with a better offer, you're going to consider that and possibly take it. Yeah. If the job is a better opportunity. And people seem to forget that. But I think it's more convenient when it's us. When it's black people, it's more convenient to put these barriers in the of way. Course, of yeah, because I think it's, it comes from... Because they distorted. I think, because I think it typically comes from a position of we've given you this opportunity. Yeah, it's like we, lack. We've allowed you to be in this, so we, you should be grateful for, what, we've for what, you've give, what you've got. Okay, so that's perfect. I want to go into this, yeah? So I've got this from Loughborough University. I'm not allowed to use it, but I'm using it anyway because it's about us. So it says, fans and racism, British, um, British football in the 21st century and the existence of a colorblind ideology. <clears throat> yeah, so this was from... 2014, yeah, it's a, um, someone's, um, I don't think it's a dissertation, I don't know what they call them anymore. Anyway. It would be a dissertation. dissertation. It's, it's just, it might be a, just a, um, what do you call it? What do you call it in case studies or assignment, <laughs> someone's assignment. But yeah, like, um, so they talk about football and race and how Basically, Football Association was formed in 1863 to re regulate the national game. So that's been over more than 100 years now, yeah? Um, black players did have a presence in professional football. Football was legalised by the FA in 1885. So what's that? 17? Yeah. Yeah, about 17 years after. So players called Arthur Walton in the late 19th century, Walter Toll in the early 20th century, and Charlie Williams in the 1950s. But the overwhelming pattern that was that the low black players meant white supporters felt no threat to racial dominance. The environment began to change from the late 70s and early 80s. So black British-born black footballers. I don't know if this is correct, because I know John Barnes weren't born. Mm. I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. So I don't think this is wholly correct, so we're definitely going to cite this article, because we could say, yeah, no, but he's just one player, though. Yeah, he's one, he's one man, but he's in that group. Sort of time. So you're talking about Viv Anderson, Garth Crooks, Sylvie Gist, Laurie Cunningham, and John Barnes, who's an immigrant, you could say. So in them four alone, those are all quality players. Mm -hmm. Yeah? The ones that you just mentioned, the ones that set the trend already. I think Viv Anderson was the best black, first, was he, first black captain for England. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? And even that, like, how many times did he, how many times did he captain England, really? Once, twice, couple. From what we know. Okay. We can't believe you. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah, so they're trying to say that although some supporters accepted black players, other sections of the football crowd at the time, including those affiliated with your neo-Nazi and National Front organisation. So knowing that, that's the history. Yeah? Are we saying that them corners of the crowd have disappeared or are they still there? With the monkey noises and the chants and the bananas and the, and the coins and all the other abuse that we've suffered since that time to this day? I believe that they're still there, but I just think that society always changes. So I think that now it's almost like... Um, 
because I watched like a, a film like 12 Years a Slave, it makes, I think it makes white people uncomfortable, blatant racism. Yeah. I think they feel more comfortable in terms of, it might be policies or particular discussions that are unheard of. Yeah. That they're, so that kind of racism where they do the monkey chants, now I might get backlash for it. It's like as a player, I, I don't necessarily see it as, I've been called racial names before. Do you understand? Yeah, I mean, we for yeah. the ones that live in the real world yeah. and no longer cocooned, I think that's real. So even when they say the foreign one, so they're saying those are the, that happened to the English ones that was here, born here, and seen that whole lot. So obviously, it is what it is. You see, man, kicking off the banana. Just, yeah. That's how you got been going on from there. Like it's changed. But when the foreigners come over, the Patrick Vieiras, you call it um, who else? What is, who's, the, who's the ones that came over back in the day? And now, Carl, you could say, who else? And what about them? Lauren. Do they, do they see this as, oh, I thought it was different here? Or they're like, oh. But I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we that, we that. can't answer that. But I don't even, I don't, I, I think, like, my experiences of travelling to Europe, other countries in Europe, or even though we've got the Brexit thing, Racism is way more apparent in France and Italy and the other countries than it is here. It's probably like England's probably the most tame, one of the yeah. most tame. London, I won't say England, London. London, no, 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 London. But even yeah, it, but it, in London. is more tamed than the rest of the UK. UK, remember, you've got. No, a lot you of don't. I don't I've and never seen people shouting racism at Huddersfield. I never seen that. I never seen them doing that at Bournemouth. Yeah, if I never. I've seen them doing that at Stamford Bridge. I've been there when they've been doing it. Yeah. I've been there when they brought that when stadiums. they made that song we're, about Eddie York. We're not talking there. stadiums. We're talking the cities. Oh, the Evans. Yes. I'm. Not, I'm sorry. I'm not talking stadiums. I'm talking cities. That's some of them yeah. small towns up. But then, if yeah. I've got money, I don't see them people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean it doesn't. It's not going on. I know, but like, but I think that's it. But I think that's it. But I think that's that. Sometimes that becomes the issue of people who have wealth. Yeah. Because I think it's something where they don't understand racism until they're in a particular situation, which their money can't. Which is can't, the whole phrase. Which, of white. I think this is where white privilege comes from. It does, but I think they're already aware of it before they arrive here. Maybe they don't have the language barrier, but the customs they're familiar with. Because if, if I'm an immigrant that's moved to France, I'm living with it. If I'm an immigrant that's moved to, to Spain, I'm living with it. Let's take, for instance, let's talk about modern day, current day, right now. And two fight. Yeah? Burst on the scene, score one goal, is God's gift now. Yeah? Guy ain't done nothing. This is a youth from Barca. The youth from Barca, yeah? Mm-hmm. Upgraded, under 21 squad, immediately. Man played two games. And they want him to go to pay for Spain. Yeah, they want him to play for Spain next year. Fast track is magic. Before the man just ends up like Bojan. Unlike Bojan, will he be afforded the same grace? Because they just left Bojan alone. They just loaded him out and made him the you know, I read an article for Bojan. It's quite sad because he had like anxiety issues. That was what, that's what impacted him is his mental health. It wasn't necessarily... It's nothing to do with skill. He had... Yeah. He had but it's like it's like the big stage the perform like on command because he was saying literally when I read it it was just like from they because his first game he was playing he was 16 he said they were he, all playing he's up multiple times before playing they were all playing it was him um, Giovanni De Santos and Messi they were yeah. always playing and it's like but Messi was the one that could handle the pressure and the rest of them just folded like well, I'm mid-tier but I can't do this high level thing I'm just going to collect my value and play on Saturday Win, lose, or draw. 
my man was like, because you know the winning mentality is with is is part of it. I think. So like, if we start talking about, you said position in society, is there a fair investment in players, meaning if they're chosen or their place? So when Matthew spoke about, we're talking about the area where they live in or where they play or where where they come from. Mm-hmm. Was there support in the community to get that person up there, or was it just them, their hope, their own desire I to think, get to the top? I that, think that it would have been their own desire because if someone like okay, I'm not going to say now or before. I'd say I think now. Even, I think even before though. I think it's. I think like because I've got an, um, a cousin who plays for who was playing for West Ham, but he was released by West Ham. Yeah. Um. He's how old is he? Like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. Still time. Yeah, he's still got time. He's. I think he's been signed up by Tottenham now. But uh, this isn't like a bias from me. It's just when you watched it was he's way better than the other children who some of the other his his uh, peers. But that coach has investment in. Certain man. In certain man. Mm-hmm. Already, whether it's to do with relationships. With the, and that doesn't, in certain cases, more times, it's to do with the, when we look at it, the vast majority of coaches are what? Right. They're white, and the vast majority of players that come through. Black. Are young, black. Teenagers. In, not, in all cases, though, there's still, like, there's, you, there's, there's a lot of white guys. I think the majority of white guys. There's a politics. But if you, if you look at it, it's like, I, I like Frank Lampard. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. him. I think he's. A, I think. No, I think he's, he's a good one. I, I most of them, he's a good one. He's. A, I like him, but in terms of ability wise, he's not great. He was never great. Like, There's but so in his name, good. because obviously his father was a, a footballer, and his cousin, his and his cousin Jamie Redknapp, and obviously in his, and then he had his uncle Harry Redknapp. He came through the Chuck. West Ham Academy, yes, where who was the who was the manager? Harry his Redknapp. uncle, and who was a who was the trait? Who was the one Coach, of the coaches? His dad. His dad. His dad. So clearly, they would have at least like yeah. afforded him an opportunity. Like, listen, mate, you've got a pathway to be able to get into the first team. You have team. to make it, bro. You have to make you it. So it's like it. even if he did, like obviously he left West Ham and went to go and do bits for Chelsea, but a lot of these youngsters they don't have, they're not afforded that type of thing. So uh, uh, an Alfie will make way for a Lucas or a black kid will make way for an Alfie. Yeah, for a Carlos. Was, yeah, yeah, that to be able to get like the story I know. Is close to me. It's my brother. Like. So my brother, footballer. That's what that's what he used to think about from the age of like twelve. Every other day, he had how many teams? If you know you got footballers in your family, their man would play football twenty four seven. That's all they're interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Buying boots, and playing football. That's all they want to do. My brother got into this team. You might know it, Crowley Manor. Yeah, it's a local team, but they're successful. They win. Yeah, they got and they breed kids. That thing. I think Ashley Cole came from there. Yeah, and then he went to Senra. Yeah, so Ashley Cole, so this got pedigree, like they make football. And that guy, Darren Purse, mm. remember him? Yeah, he used to, he used to go to us. Anyway, so yeah, so, but he's a white guy, so there's a difference. My brother used to play, so there was one stage there was a guy for some finals, yeah? My brother got suspended. So they tried out this other guy, let's just call him Andy. <laughs> yeah, Andy's played. Andy ain't done so well, but they squeeze through, they get through 2 1. Where was you to come back? Coach says, oh, I'm going to play Andy next game. I'm looking at him Andy, I'm starting. How's that? Oh, but he's 
He's been playing good, but I said, okay, okay, we'll see what's happening. My brother's bench. Play semi-final, they win in the final. So my brother thinks he's going to get his face back. He doesn't say nothing. He goes to the game like everybody else. And he sits on the bench for him to come on. They lose. My brother doesn't come on at all. Yeah? <clears throat> so another mutual friend said to him, why would you come back to the team when the man's darkened you like? My brother's like, well, I just want to play. I thought he was going to play me. He's like, but you don't get it. So my friend's mixed face, but he looks white. Yeah? But you might not know who I'm talking about. But yeah, he looks white. But he was like, no, nah, bro, there's politics here. Because he was really meant to play you. But for some reason, he's playing him. You have to understand that maybe your time here in this team is done. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. where you might think, okay, if I just do my best, if I just try my hardest, mm. I'll get there. And I don't want to use my brother as an example, but it's like, it was sad to know that in your heart, I'm better than this guy, shit. But at the same time, I'm not going to get to play because the coach ain't feeling me. And it might not be, he might never. He might fancy me again when my man's injured, but really it's not me anymore. I've lost my place for whatever reason and that's that. Mm. And these are the things that I think, like you're saying, that, you, that black players find themselves in. So these situations means they have to go somewhere to be placed. They have to go somewhere where they might get a game because then it might show them and then they'll become the player that people should buy or that should make a team around. You know, like, let's say, for instance, Lamar Nolua Lua. I always thought this guy was just, he's always playing in the wrong teams. They need to build a team around him. Always. But it's like, they would never let, they always want to come and put him on the left. Or say that like he used to be at Portsmouth. Yeah, and, and Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, And, and it's like, West Ham. Yeah, 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 of course. But it's like, they never wanted to give him a chance. He used to think, what's happening here? They're like, the attitude, because them times you never used to knew, know too much about, only if it made it to the tabloid, but you don't know too much about their politics and their, what happens at um, training or in the dressing room and none of that. You didn't know none of that. So you just used to think, this is dark, why are they not playing the guy? Why do they keep playing? Fucking, who was there? Not Tim Sherwood, there was another clan guy that used to play all the time. I mean, not Berkovich. He used to have a plaster, white guy. Before Teddy Chamberlain them come. Sports Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It's the person's face I can see. Do you see the person's face? Dead, fam. Dead ruler, fam. Right, And he used to always score like free kicks and long range goals. Oh, Pedro! Is it Pedro Mendes? No, nah, it wasn't Mendes. Pedro Mendes. I know it's, it's, it's a white youth who used to have the. The cast. Um. There's no Google anyway. There's no Google, but you, the, the, for men that know football, they'll know who we're talking about. And Lua Lua never used to get a play. And from then, I just knew there's certain guy going on. You think that was thoroughly because. No, I've got other theories. I've got theories about the sticks rule. Like they're only allowed to play slips black players in the England team at any one time. And when it gets to seven, the sub will be a black boy, <laughs> even if he's playing well. So there's some body language that I see. One of them look up, they will stop. Because they know which one of us is it going to be. Because Jaden's... Oh, if Jaden ain't already started, then um, let's say Willock's in the team. Willock's coming on. Deli Ali's coming on. Deli Ali probably scored two goals. <laughs> Deli Ali's coming on. The only person I've seen who break that or play almost like a virtual almost all-black team is Wenger. Yeah. There was one, I think there was one, I think Bar. Layman. But that's cheating though because you bought all them back. So really and truly you have to play them. 
That was it. That was a little dream. But he's he reached out. He reached it because it's just like literally. It's like I mean, if I met him, I would have to ask him because how would you go for the blueprint of having strong necessarily? They don't necessarily have to be like technical, technical Barcelona style, but have have reasonable feet. Yeah, decent, decent. Straight, right. strong, and powerful and quick. But they needed to understand Wenger, the game. Wenger basically brought that in and then disbanded it to be able to go and go for some little man who will just get, the wind will blow them No, off. but the politics with that is that if you really think about it, you can't, but there's no, there's no way where you can buy 11 men like that anymore. There's no So Campbell, Lauren, um, Ashley Cole, Vieira, you can't buy them man do you not think that these other like these other teams are, like in terms of even Man City their spine basically was all company Yaya obviously no striker but that's good enough to start off with if you've got Vincent company oh yeah and Joe Hart in it in the beginning yeah Joe Hart yeah but they had a, a, like a str- like they were like they were just hard to be able to yeah. break down and I the think he had, having like, and he, had like n- he had like nine he had like nine yeah but he had nine I think there was one game there was like nine black players yeah nine black players I remember that game destroyed the team right? the opposite remember when um, what's his name David Beach was uh, black man no um, the manager Central Boy Hudson. He brought in. He got rid of any black players in the full white team. Remember that? Who's that? Roy Evans. No, he's about Kenny Dalglish. But no, that's the, no. But then he was the one that brought um, Raheem through. So you can't really say that. And the guys that he no, got. He, 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 he had a clean that though, man. No, because Dalglish brought him first because Thingy bought him. Thingy um bought him when he was there. Like Benitez brought Dalglish back yeah. to be the ambassador because he knew something was going to happen with him. He bounced. He already knows what's happening in the new team. I've bought these players for the future. Mm. Some of them need so to get So are you going to give my pop over one player? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say for certain of the things. Because then... Because football, you have to remember, is in cycles as well. Some people just stay for sentimental reasons. Meaning they stay placed in this team because they're a staple and they've been there for years. Doesn't mean they deserve their place. You just come to know them as Arsenal players or Liverpool players. Or... Or Chelsea players. Do you see what I'm saying? Or Norwich players. Yeah, but any, any black man that was in the team, he got rid of and brought in. Well, Jordan Henderson. Yeah, Henderson overpaid for uh, Joe Allen and what's his yeah. name? He gets Stuart Downing. Stuart Downing, what's that striker from Newcastle that we're talking about? Carroll. Carroll, yeah. Were they better than what he had? I don't think both. Who did he have, though? I can't remember. Is that because you're not a Liverpool fan? No. <laughs> well, we've got to be fair. We need to give context. We need to, you need to be able to have evidence because I can't really remember who was there. I remember there was Traore there. He was dead. <laughs> Jimmy Traore. <laughs> they gone through some dead Bill Bab. They had a lot of dead black men. I'm not going to lie, bro. They had a lot of funky black men. Like, the days of Michael Thomas went early, bro. After John Barnes and that, they had, and Stan Collymore, they didn't have good black men there. Right? I don't really feel that Liverpool's a team that's always, anyway, been renowned for good black players. But, yeah, but and if they do the... considering Liverpool is probably ahead of London in terms of black population. Yeah, no, but it's good that you, you break that point because for a team that's got such a um, black town or black oriented town, 
Their, their team doesn't reflect that. No, it doesn't. But in your team, let's say Tottenham, for instance, you've got a... There's a it's more black man in Manchester than Liverpool. Nah. Nah, Liverpool got bare rules, man, but they got no fun. They got the slavery museum there. There's nothing for us. I didn't think that there's... Only in the black part, bro. But... There's a lot of black people in Manchester as well. Yeah, yeah, because I've been in Manchester. But when we went to Liverpool, there's still bare niggas up there, bro. It's not a joke, There's more, even. But the team don't reflect that. Everton is more black than 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 thingy is, than Liverpool is, and I think that's always has been. Like, and when Liverpool have had black players, they've been dead. Bar one and two, and John Barnes, because he stands by himself. <laughs> the rest of them is not it, bro. They're not it. Feel bad than that. But who have they really? And in terms of, if we're going to talk about who they've gone to splash the money for. Who have they really bought that back? Van Dyke. Okay. That's it. And he's bashed the big. No, you got. Okay, and then Elsa. They didn't buy him, they loaned him. Okay. They bought Mane. They got Brian Man now, but that's because they're in fact. Mane's hard though. Mane's, Mane's better than Seller, by the yeah, way. I'm just throwing that yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, bruv, the haters will tell you different. Nah, bruv, Eddie, money. But my, my take on racism in sport is we as black people, we control, we control enough sport, we dominate, should I say, enough sport to actually control the sports. Basketball is us. American football is us. Well, you football. need brave, you need brave guys. When you look at when you look at like what LeBron is doing now, this is a man that's in control of his own future. He doesn't have that say what Barry mentioned earlier about who's going to employ me when I'm older. You know why? Because I'm in a position to employ. Right, yeah. So it, do you see what I'm saying? Like the, I think now when the, my next question is that are some players characters or are they personalities? Like do they do they do what they need to do and what makes their life better? Or they do what they're told. Do they have handlers? Because I believe some of them have handlers. I think most of them have handlers. Um, because It's time to see that Sterling might not have handlers. Hmm? Sterling might not have handlers. I don't know if I buy into the Sterling thing. I don't believe him neither, but I like talking about him because he's one of the only ones that said anything. I just think that he's just found it. I think it's by default that he's found himself in that position where he's, he said something and then the media is just sort of like... You know what, they're right, he's right, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it is disgraceful, but it's the same, it's the same, same media outlets that... Chastise him. Yeah, that chastise him. It's like, you're saying, you, you chat shit about him, then afterwards you're going to be like, oh, like, um, we're going to give him an award for spokesperson and we see him as really being mature. It's just a load, I think it's just a lot of nonsense. So, I think the majority of them have handlers because it's like, on the grand scheme of things, and I might go over political, and if anyone's listening, it's not an offence thing, but majority, like, you look at the majority of the footballers, the only reason why I really, I, I got respect for Sterling, because he's one of the few footballers who's got a black woman on his arm. Yeah. The majority of the footballers will go and cry about racism, but you're like, and it's not, I'm not saying, like, it's not an issue, like, I've got my, my brother and my sister, I've got mixed race um, nieces and nephews, it's not an issue, but it's like, sometimes for me, it becomes, it doesn't make sense to me if you're going to be talking about a particular struggle, but then who you lie down in bed with or who you're around with are people who 
you complain about. It doesn't make sense. No, but in the that that makes it really nuanced because then you have to include some of the mixed race players in this. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying for mixed race, but I'm talking about whether it's for a lot of these people. They're talking about particular things to do with racism in sport. It's like. Could, like my question would be: Could Malcolm Wright, Malcolm Wright, Malcolm X, be a civil rights leader for us if his woman was a white woman? No, but then Frederick Douglass was, and his woman was a white woman. So this is like this is where the argument comes. Like I hear what you're saying fully, but then we all come from somewhere. I think the argument would be more of which race do you take on board to be like this is what I've. I've decided upon and this is what I'm going to be. Mm. Because unlike us who don't get to choose, they do. No, he's talking, you're talking black people. You're talking about black people. That I'm talking about just like in terms of tip, you're just, you're like, I don't know, you're just, you're tip. I'm talking about the progeny, but then the person's choice is still their individual choice. I don't think, it does make it suspect for them to talk on race issues when you go to the opposite race. However, if you are fervent in and stand firm every time you're questioned about it, which is what John Barnes does, because his Mrs. the ex-Mrs. was white. But I think even with John Barnes, I think it's like, it, what, what's fascinating for me is that now that he's, he's left football... Or he left he was, the white woman. Left, no, no. He was, in, he was in football. He was a footballer. Left, became a coach. I believe he was at Celtic. Yeah, didn't, that didn't go well. It didn't, it didn't work out for him and it's gone. Then after, he's almost become, okay, I'm, I'm this racist. He was coach of Jamaica and then he did start coming. It's who they approach though, isn't it? It's not him. It's who they, the media always approach. And as he said, you only come to him when something about racism. You don't talk to him about anything else. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, even like, for example, it's like, if you, I don't know, like Garth Crooks, it's like, he almost like, it's almost like he's, he's, he distanced himself from the whole racism issue. So it's almost, that's why it's like, with the question about if there are their handlers, I believe they actually sit in the table and be like, okay, cool. Because the thing is, is that with, whenever you're around white people, white people are always analyzing you. So it might be like, you know, uh, you see this Barry guy, like, I think he can, he speaks rather well. So, you know, what, if we are going to do, we'll make him the spokesperson for a particular issue, so it'd be like, oh, Barry, you know what, when, Garrett, when you're going to do a meeting with, like, you know, when you see the Sky Sports, the um, pre-match interview, and you'll have, like, Gareth Southgate sitting down, and then he might have a Raheem Sterling, so, oh, Raheem, you're going to talk, when they ask you the, the racism question, you're going to be the person to go and ask and say, it's like, oh, yeah, we as a football, the club, it's like, we don't really want, and if they say anything racist to us, then we're going to walk off the pitch, and Gareth Southgate, it's like, oh, it's, like, it's dreadful, like, in this day and age, that it's still going on, and blah, 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 but, do you understand? It's like the foundations and the basis of it are just simply racist because it should be anyone should be able to talk, any player should be able to talk about and have a narrative because it should be just seen as individuals, as people, how people should be but treated. That, that's, that's the key thing I'm saying. So, two things Carlo Ancelotti mm-hmm. didn't announce nothing, he just took them off the pitch. He saw what was happening to Kulibali. Mm-hmm. He said, Come. There was no big hoo When they stopped, they'll come back on. They didn't stop, they didn't come back on. Conte almost done the same thing. Only maybe because or only because they come here and they see that oh, they are respected, that's just loud. Yeah. And they wouldn't be thinking. So maybe it's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, the job was could still yeah. The second thing is when they get certain players to perform these narratives or to carry on these ideas, I I ideologues or these um, notions 
that it should just be forgotten with my with my act of defiance. Yeah. When they put it all on perfect people's shoulders, I've been reading a book called um, White Virginia. Yeah, they're reading a book on um, white fragility. Basically, it mentions about how easy it is for white people to absolve themselves of certain things. Soon as I say, I'll speak for the situation, means I don't have to speak anymore. I'll join in, but that's against the people that don't see me as their peers. Mm. It, changes, it changes narrative because the spotlight's no longer on them. It's our problem. Yet we didn't create Race, let's just go back. Deserves me that racism as a whole. Racism is a social narrative. It's not nothing that it's a social social construct. They created it in order to categorize the people that you didn't want to have power. Mm -hmm. That is clear to see. Because, like we know, the only time when white people can be racially oppressed is if we had a we had a power in a country to do that. Mm -hmm. And from what I know, is the little village. I mean, not the little village, the little island. But you can't see nothing. When the man came with the Bible, they shoot him dead. That's the only time when we have power. We don't have no power nowhere else on this earth. At all. And if I challenge anybody to tell me we do, where do we have that? They can go to Africa and tell us what to do. How is that even possible? When the richest man in the world lives there. This doesn't make any sense. Do you get what I mean? Like, for them to talk about why they asked John Barnes, but John Barnes is willing to answer. The thing is, he doesn't represent all black people as well. And, and he, he says that. No, but that's but that's but that's what he prefaces every but answer. But I don't but represent the rest of the man. Very deliberate thing uh, them choosing someone like him. Yeah, but I just think that that's that with white people. It's that that's that I think for black people that that that's what they need to make sure that they they don't fall into because I think that it's like ah. Uh, like, Barry, you're from Hackney. You understand what's going on. And it's like, I'm so, like, I'm 37, or 38. I'm so far removed from what's gone on on the streets because it's been, like, maybe you, I was rolling around, like, around Clapton something like 20, 20 something years ago. So, like, for me to answer, I'm not the right person to answer. Mm-hmm. But we always fall into that trap that there's a spokesperson for, it's like, even, I don't know, for, for, uh, a gay person, do you understand? A gay black person, you can't speak for all gay black people. Yeah, do you understand? But uh, but then the thing is, is that with white people in in particular, they don't have like they never have a spokesperson for all things. They might just have it. Just might be we've got this expert who's gonna put his opinion as to how it should go. But for us, it's like you're gonna have the token person of a John Barnes, and now they're playing Raheem Sterling, where Raheem Sterling is the spokesperson for black players in England. Black players yeah, in England, yeah. and that's the same thing that happened with Jaden Sancho because they just tried to ask him, and then afterwards you've got the internal thing where John Barnes goes and roasts him and says, "Oh yeah, he doesn't want to go and do something," and it's just like it becomes counterproductive because, to be honest, for me as an older. John Barnes should be talking to Jaden Sancho as a younger, just be like, listen, bro, when you do go and say something, yeah. because da 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 da, or there should be within their little black players network, mm-hmm. a text or even a WhatsApp conversation or something, just mm-hmm. a call. But when you, when you go and put it on a, on a, in a public media, yeah. it just doesn't make sense, it yeah. just becomes counterproductive. That's, then, what, that's what thing he said. What's his name? Ravel Morrison. Yeah. Ravel Morrison, someone tried to call that. Well, who was it they tried to diss and say he was rubbish? Or something happened. Some other black player, I think he played for West Ham. I think I can't remember. Yeah. 
But don't worry, so who's on there? It's like, how can you do that? Like, but people know they don't want no smoke without you because he's really about that smoke. <laughs> he's really about, they know about him already. He will fuck you up. Picture or no picture. At least that guy. <laughs> so when he was talking all eloquently, I was like, yeah, there's a man to check, man, because some of these people just be wild and like you say, they will say one thing and then everything after that will just be contradictory to the point you're trying Same to make. Thing. So, but you haven't prefaced that. You prefaced that. You prefaced when you talk to white people, I don't speak for black people. But when you're chatting to the, the black boy, it's like, listen to me, but you have to listen to me. But it's like, you didn't say, let me holler at you. Mm. Let me try and tell you what it really is. They have a duty to look after some of these, man. They have to, bro. Because they don't want to say them rinsed, get rinsed and deleted like some of the other guys that never made it with them. That's why I'm going to bring it to this guy, the curious guy, Ian Wright. Ian Wright, for me, is a man like Vinnie Jones who made it past football. The personality alone, unless you remember him from playing football for Arsenal, you don't remember him. Like, you just see him as Ian Wright. You see what I'm saying? He, he just, had his own show, bro. Back you've in the met day, him, so it's different for you. Yeah? <laughs> but you, you've got pictures of him and all that. Even though he was signing the Arsenal show, you know, he's playing for Arsenal, but do you think he's a man that stands alone? Because he doesn't have the physique of a footballer or nothing like that anymore. But he's, a, he's an exciting, interesting guy to watch. But he's just the intro. I think for him, it's like, it's mad because when I speak, if I speak to, if so, anyone speaks to me, they're like, oh, who's your favourite player? It's like, oh, Thierry Henry or him. Thierry Henry was a way better player for us than he was. Yeah, but it's just, in terms of the personality. Though. It's not even, bro, it's just what he represented. It's just like, I think there's, there's something about, if we're talking about it from the context of sport, there's something about being black and British which is different from the African-American experience. So even though last time we're talking about LeBron James and other sports, that... But Ian Wright's a man that could speak to you to say that it's okay, because there was a time when Ian Wright weren't alive on TV for a while, if man remember. Yeah. yeah. For a while. And all of a sudden, through little endeavours and whatever not, and now he's starting his YouTube channel, so if this ever happens again, he's, doing, he's doing, yeah, because he's But now he gets his rotation, yeah, because he had to do that because they banned him from the thing. Now he's on fair rotation on the little match of the day program where there's one white one and one black one every week. If people's noticed, man should notice that. Yeah. No, but he, you see, the thing is with Ian Wright is that what, what the narrative of what he's done is like, I think as an older black man, because he's like, must be in his 50s now, yeah. he's embracing the young people. So I see him even doing stuff with Poet and Voo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? And it's like, you would never see John Barnes and these guys because they're not in touch with it. So it's almost like he knows how the young, like, the hands down, I'd say 50% of Arsenal fans born in the 80s support Arsenal because of Ian Wright. Yeah, yeah. So, and he knows, but he knows that. But then even like, remember, his friend is Robert. I'm big up to AFTV, like, because yeah. when they put him on and it's like, oh, he still makes sense and he's still rolling with a man because it's like, that's the kind of energy you need. You need him to link up with the young people. You need them to show certain aspects of what it is. So when they come through this thing, they don't see it as sometimes as a money grab or I'm going to rinse this until the wheels fall off because you can have more out of it. We shouldn't be so short-sighted to think we should just be the majority of the players and no beneficiaries after the thing's done. That's... That's outrageous for me. That's right? just the black mentality. That's the aspiration. That's as far as it reaches, really. What, that we worked so hard to get to the pinnacle and then yeah. give it away when we get there? Pretty I much. mean, how, taking out sport, how many black people in this country own, and when I say business, I'm talking 
franchise businesses. I'm talking, yes, I know loads of people that have a shop, they have a store, they have a restaurant. But how many black people have restaurants after their name? Yeah, there you go, an empire. Not very Um, many. Not very many. Very few. But to, to, I think we're in a better position now because we're willing to learn the process and go with it. Right yeah, but there's, there's, there's a difference between learning the process and, and ha- actually having... Like, like, no, but I think we, 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 we have to remember where we came from. In these times where we're talking about, we had an idea, but we didn't understand the process. Now that the information is more available, we have to get give people the pot for catching on now and trying to do something now while yeah, it's still time. People talk about it, but they're not really striving for, for it. For it, yeah. And so what I say, someone like Tyler Perry, who's just built his own studio. Yeah. Like, that should be our pinnacle now. That should have been our pinnacle a long time ago. It's like... For the amount that, of time we've been yeah, in the game. speech was crazy. I haven't actually seen it. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. So basically, he was just saying that... Um, Basically, he was laughed at when he told his other peers, do you understand, that he wants to build his own studio because he's just like, basically, these, because he set his studio up in Atlanta. It used to be like, a, the plot of land used to be a confederate base. Yeah, I know that. But he was saying that um, now he can employ, where he was like, his contemporaries who laughed at him were basically going to Hollywood tables, just trying to beg for, for, for crumbs off that fell off the table. Whereas now, whatever film he wants to be able to do, he's able to do. He can just go there and do it. and go and do it, so people can come in and pitch, and they've got the he's got um, the facilities and and I can go. This yeah. is this is where, this <laughs> is where I come was coming from from a sport point of view when I was saying we dominate, we control enough of each sport to own, and unfortunately the mindset isn't there. If Black players wanted to walk away from the NBA and start the B NBA, Black NBA. I don't think they could do that. I think Why they not? could. Well, it's a possibility. I don't think they could. The infra- they will purposely make a rule against the infrastructure. Uh, but I think, for me, the, my, my thing is, is to, to be able to combat racism in sport, I think it's where you have positions in, in, within the infrastructure where, in terms of you become the cogs in the wheel. So if a lot of the, the famous um, ex-black footballers become football agents, become coaches, do you understand these types of things because you're able to have an impact on the mechanisms because you're having an impact. Like where, I'll give you an example, who's like um, little Pusio Makatari and his agent, um, Minola. Yeah, Riola. Riola. He looks after you though. He looks after, in terms of for the players, but he's a pain in the ass for the clubs. Yeah, but because he gets, he gets. And if we had, but if we more, had more of those, like for example, if but he's not, he's not a um, black man though. I know he's not, but I'm well, saying I'm in terms of, if you're an agent, if there was, if for example, if Raheem Sterling finished football and said, you know, I'm going to be an agent, who better for as a young black footballer, so for someone who's done it knows the ins and outs of the contract and behind the scenes of the business. If I had my son and he's come in, I'll happily give my son's 10% to him because I know that he knows, as long as he's not a shark, because regardless that, of that, that, Well, that would be the test, right? And let's say for someone that we know is a football agent. Yeah. Jay Dolan is a football agent. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing quite well. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, big, I had to pick him up for that because someone we know, but his player got transferred to... Um, Where's he got Greece? No, Spain. Yeah. Nigerian, bro. That yeah, yeah. never played. But he's gone. But he still met Wenger and all that. But like, 
that's all right then that's a man from the road yeah i saw ashley cole we used to see him used to get trimmed in the local barbershop up chats before he was famous so before the time when he started playing regularly so we counted like this it was the cleo when he just started he just came out yeah, when, when he had the cleo the blue cleo then he went to the tt yeah that's when he was playing first team and then we never saw him again until he just pulled up in the, uh, what was it, the Ferrari to yeah, yeah. everybody used to fly down chaps so and that was that. Yeah, that's when he was, he had that means he was playing chaps league then, so the money was different. And it's like, when you see that, it's like, yeah, there is growth, but there has to be the right application, I think. Now that we have the knowledge, now is the time before we, the money's cut off, because I think black people do get to them we had when we was on the board of FIFA and all that, but they chased us all out and said we was corrupt. But the leader of the team was corrupt. Yeah, we got chased out first as the one that made it happen. And it's like, no, oh, we're all, you see what I'm saying? Like, they never want to make it out like, all right, then we might have had a different idea because we was crowded out, we just had to go along with the plan. No, we was complicit and we needed to go out first because if it wasn't for us, it might not have been able to happen. Where's the evidence of that? You get yeah, what I mean? But I think it's, like, I don't know, man, I just feel that white people, they know what they're doing and black but people... But if the game's rigged, the game's rigged, then we might have to make a new game. Because we're all did these... And that's what he, that refers back to what Matthew was saying about the Tyler Perry thing, is that you're not going you, to... Everything is about, in life, is about ownership. Like, I don't... I, what, in I, this life, you mean, now? In this life, Because the life we come from... No, but, no, 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 but it's like... It, like like the, the the main point w- w- for me being here today is to be able to say it's like the racism in sport is just parallel with what we experience in our day to day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you might have a person who might say something racist and sh- and that in work that's blatant racism, but you know that I don't know the person looks at a name mm, seems a bit black. I'm not gonna go for I'm not gonna go for that name. Or in terms of what we were saying about having to overperform in order to justify your position of being there. Or in typical places, you'll see majority of the black work. If it is a company, majority of the black workers Cleaner. are working as cleaners or admin staff in the lower, in the lower areas. And like I go to home and hospital, there's just like majority of the things are admin staff. If you look at the, the percentage of who are in senior management or middle management or in a senior leadership team, it's nothing. It's so it's like entrepreneurship isn't to do with you know what I want to be Jay-Z it's just doing it just as a basis of survival because mm-hmm. at the end of the day I have to do this because I don't want to have to ask my boss you know what I need to take my son to the doctors and the boss says to me no you can't because that way because ultimately my son's going to have to suffer you get what I'm trying to say so in regards to it within sport you're going to have to be complicit with this bullshit that we're doing because right about now we pay you handsomely. A lot of these footballers, like for example, like you, and I can't judge them because I don't. Is that know a part them. of it though? Because if you look at rugby, if you look at Formula One, tennis, some of the good ones get paid handsomely. That's what's on offer. Yeah, but the money's not. The money's not. But the money's not spread evenly. I mean, the money's not. Let me just. The money's not great in rugby. One and two, rugby. I'd say probably the racism in rugby is probably higher than in football because yeah. racism is, is, I mean, rugby's a middle-class sport. Football's a working-class sport. Mm-hmm. Well, then how do you work that out? Because 
black people seem to do all right in rugby. We don't follow rugby. Do you follow rugby? Sometimes well I enough, watch it. Well enough, deep enough. Not club rugby, but just exactly. when they play the league rugby. You don't know what goes on in day to day. I don't see the trends, though. But to be fair, I've not really heard of racism. In it's not, but it's not to do. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. But the thing is that what it's like in main. A different type of. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's not to say it doesn't. It doesn't exist. What, 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 would we, what would be categorized as being I'm just racism? Talking, I'm just it's like for me, it's almost in terms of positions of opportunity. I'll give you a prime example. Like for me, Arsenal's captain selection. Yeah. yeah? You've gone to pick someone like Granite Xhaka when the person who's really carrying the team has the respect of all the players. Yeah, Thank you. But you've gone to cast it out on a voting system amongst the players to go and select and go and pick, and you're telling me that's who they went to go and, that's who they went to go and collect? Oh, he's leaving that. But yeah, thank you for your efforts and your thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. it, it is to do with that. So it's like, though it might not be chanting, it could be something to do with like, team selection where there's a player who's doing over and above well than the others but isn't being selected just on the basis of that but we won't know unless we were proving and we had enough information to be able to say you know what this guy's stats are way better than this guy's stats yeah that's the only reason you but they don't the, yeah no, but you're talking about merit merit doesn't count in that system of racism it can't count because that would then mean that i'm not better than you just because i was born in a different color that's why meritocracy doesn't count. We get told that we have to try harder. That's just for, like you said, our survival. Yeah. yeah. It's not nothing to do with the fact that we might prosper out of this. No, that's not guaranteed. How can that be? That would mean that there's actually a win in this game. They can't be if they rig it every time for us to lose. Yeah, I, I think that, but I, it's almost with that, it's like that narrative, I think it's bad because it gives a false sense of impression. Because it's like, my mum used to say that to me, but I don't say that to my kids now because at the end of the day, I'm like, I basically say to you, if you try hard enough, then you'll get it. Like if you work hard, but I know that's not the case because I've done something where I've done over and above, and, and, still, be, and then still they're yeah. like, no, you, like you haven't. So then it's almost like. But is the reason you don't give that message to your kids because you you don't want them to be held back, as, as it were, like or to to limit themselves? My my main thing is is like literally, just the stuff that I've gone through within my own personal life. Mm. I don't want them to do the same thing that I've done. Like, my mum had told me about, basically, do you know what, going to... My, my area is more around design, like, oh, CDT and art. That's what I was, I was more specialised in, but I, I've gone into, into an educational background because she didn't have the foresight of being able to see that you can create stuff with your oh, own hands and do things. Yeah. I want, them, I want my, my children to be able to do things with themselves. themselves. Yeah, so they're relying on themselves. So that's the reason why, yeah, exactly yeah. what you're saying. So that's the reason why I don't tell them, because it's almost like... Because then they'll start limiting themselves. Limiting themselves and then after it's like you're looking for a job. I don't want you to look for a job. I want yeah. you to create your own job. Yeah. Do you understand? Because it's almost... And you create your own job and monopolise it. Well, the, but the, the future really seems to be... That seems to be it. So I was going to say that to move it on. When... When you create... You, you're saying you create your own job. So to cut... But like... Is there a... Like the question is... Does it evoke feelings about the defenders and perpetrators of racism? So, if you create your own job, some of the factors of racism doesn't affect you because you operate out of certain realms. Like, your realms are about money, relationships, and exposure because you need to create more avenues for work. <coughs> if you work for somebody, 
you're entangled into a system, mm-hmm. perhaps the ecosystem that was created by someone that probably don't look like you, mm-hmm. and try to enforce some kind of fairness. But there are control mechanisms which can be pulled by people that know, <laughs> yeah, to allow for certain people to cut through some little doors where your door will be closed unless you get some position, someone to open it. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, although like. Some of them guys on Sky Sports, especially after the game, the the Graham Sooners and the Gary Nevilles and the Jamie, when they sit around and they do the discussion of the game, they just seem to me like defenders of the status quo. They just replaced the Lawrence's and the Alan Hansons and mm-hmm. do you see what I'm saying? The um, who else used to come up? Yes, yeah, the old boy network. Old boy network, the same shit. Yeah, the guy's been there forever. When they, when they they kept on bringing him back, um, what's his name, George Best. He never had nothing to offer. <laughs> they kept bringing him back. Yeah, all these guys that come with one word things like the, the Michael Owens and all that, nothing to offer. Yeah. Analysis of the game, bro. Like even man, like, so what else? What else do you think? Yeah, he scored, didn't he? It's that it, bro. It's like, yeah. We come to you for expert analysis, bro. And all you can say is, I would have done it, that. But I mean, like, even when you look at it, though, it's all, it's predominantly northern, the the successful northern clubs, so Liverpool, Man United, where the pundits come from. Oh, and Jamie, huh? You ain't never won nothing, right? They say Jamie, 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 Carragher. No, Jamie Carragher. Yeah, but he's from Liverpool, right? He was originally he, he didn't was, win shit. No, but he was originally played for Liverpool, so that's what I'm saying. About a couple of seasons. No, so what? He played for Liverpool. He was he he in the best times, bro. No, but he was at Liverpool for a long time. Yeah, he was he at definitely. Liverpool longer than he was at Tottenham. He's more. I like. I know him for being at Liverpool. I don't know him for being. I don't remember. I remember him obviously playing for Tottenham. But what? That's yeah. I think of him as Liverpool. Yeah, as a, I don't as like. A former Liverpool. I don't. I don't like. The thing is, is that's what that narrative is. And I'm just saying, like, in order to combat it, it's almost like, even as extreme as it may be, is like maybe even if you had a a, um, a different league that broke away from the Premier League where these players are playing in, because the majority of the star players, there's a lot of black star players. There are a lot of white star players. But you can't, it's like, sometimes you can't expect change. Until something drastic happens. Not even that, but you can't, it's almost like expecting change from, like, the way that it's set up is how they want it to be. Yeah. So why would you expect them to change it? There is none. This is why I can't watch them anymore. This is why I watch the team all, the, all these things that they put into place, in my mind, are just tick box exercises to say that they're trying to do something. Yeah, like kick it out. Like, like, just, like for, for example, like Steve, like Steve Sidwell or Liam Rossini offer far better on the debate re- opinions on yeah. football. Liam Rossini is really good. He's really good. Yeah. 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 But he's not going to go on. He won't go on, which doesn't make sense to me because it's almost like he's articulate. He speaks, and then he has. He, you can see that he's gone and sat down, and he's done some form of analysis. And I believe and he does. Search. And I believe he writes for the Telegraph. He does. Yeah. From a long time, from a long time. Playing, from and they will get Paul Merson on there to give you tropes and, 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 yeah, and, and, and um, what the Cockney one-liners so it's, to explain about. So, so these days, it's almost like the, with the football thing, the football narrative is always about sensationalism. So it'll just be like, I'm going to say something negative about a particular ex. A, a particular player at a club, so a Paul Pogba, a Jacka, an Arsenal, Arsenal Bengal guy, there's this sort of something, something that's crazy, just very outlandish with no evidence to be able arguments to back it up. 
you want to put it on as a as a, a 15 minutes clip on YouTube for them to be able to go and get whole, loads of views. And that's ideally what journalism's gone now. It's just about sensationalism. It's just well, about clickbait. Yeah, so it's just a clickbait. I think that I think that these people are poor, and I, uh, um, they're poor footballers. No reason or argument given to it, and then that's just what clicks people in. So that's why it's like it's difficult to watch football and listen to analysis of it because whereas maybe 10, 15 years ago, you might have someone who, who would articulately construct or deconstruct what's gone on in the game, it's just, it's just poor defending. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a poor defender. It's like, oh my days, it's like, when you, when you look at that, it's like, this is basic school stuff. That's the amount of time I've heard. Of <laughs> I, like, I like when you touch the, the, the impression is bang on. But that's, it's just, that's the shit they it's chat. Basic it's like, it's it's like school it shouldn't have been cut out like that. So tell them what, what should happen here. Yeah, but the thing, whole thing, but, but that shows you like his position in the but team, though. No, but all it is is just like, as a, if I was a footballer and I'm there, I'm like, fuck off because. You weren't even a great defender yourself, and exactly. you're there calling me a school like a schoolboy yeah. defender. <laughs> That's what it means. You know what it is? If you weren't telling you what to do, you'd be fucking getting twisted up like it was when Henri was doing you like mad, bro. <laughs> it's like you watch it, yeah. No, but it's like you watch it, and then you're just like, to be honest, it's it's almost like it's like man going back into school, and man just got like I don't know ah. Yeah, you, like you got you, you got have a trap because you, you're you, not you got wearing, you, wearing puma you, you, you and I've got, 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 got you got baked bean stains on your wall, and then all the man's just like oh, and even if the man said something that was factual thing, because he's got his whole crew yeah. going oh and like drowning out what your comeback is, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make a difference. Do you understand? There's not nothing that you can do. Not battle rap or but you're just standing there, a man dissing you with pure lies, like, and it's like. I know they felt away when Alan Hansen and that man used to do it to them and used to draw them circles around you. Remember our match of the day? <laughs> draw them circles around you. I'd be like, this is where it's supposed to be. But the thing is, this is where it was. No, but and, is, and I mean, it was harsh, but at least there was a more clearing description of art then, but we really should have dropped. There's a bit more construction. Yeah, like, there was a bit more effort into the team because them man, they were European Cup winners. I'm not they sure know I the game. if I could, if I could, if I even rate ex-footballers as pundits. I think I'm, I'd rather have a person who's been trained or in, in doing the punditry to come in to give an analysis of the tactics and what's going on in the game. And yeah, I that guy from ITV, the one that does it I like Champions Nicole. League, he ain't bad, you know, the Pugach guy. He just tells it as it is of how he's seen it. And then that's it. Like, he doesn't give you oh, what he thinks, like, his personal bias towards the player. Yeah. Like, because them things, these are the feelings that it makes it just makes you pissed off. Especially when they talk about the way England play. And for me, for a long time, it's been clear and obvious that they don't have a real pattern of play, which is okay. Yeah, because there's other ways you can counteract that. You play pressure football, you just play long ball. There's nothing wrong with that. But the thing is that you've shunned the team so much that you feel it doesn't work. But when Sheffield United or Norwich do it because they need points and they need to score, oh, that's, a, that's, that's all you need sometimes, just to be basic. So why can't England be basic? Since when did you think to be complicated? You haven't got them guys. You ain't got 10 Neymars in your team, bro. You barely got one. So I, th- I still feel like with England, the, the issue is, is that they just... They've had opportunity. They've got these particular players. But now I feel like it's... Where before they had a set team where it was just like... The, the, name, the names, 
I think now it's like it's easy. Any man can get into it. Any man can get into it. And he's made it like that. And he's made it like that. That that Declan Rice is just like the the U was playing for West Ham reserve teams, and now he's an England international. And he's not doing well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, like the other day when they got you've played a, a midfield of Henderson, Rice, and Mason Mount, like yeah, I saw that. I was like, Mason Mount, he's done nothing to get in that team, and this is the game that they lost. This is yeah against Czech Republic. But it is how they lost because the guy. It seems to me at part of it, he's letting the paper pick the players, and that again is a crime. You should never let that happen. The fans don't know shit. Don't listen to that. They only know who they like. If they could, they will sometimes be picking Sterling twice. That's how stupid they are. Just he's got away with it because he got far. He did a he did in a, in a in a World Cup. It's the same as working working low. It's time for them guys to go. The job is done. You done what you did there. It's time to move on. Yeah, he's an idiot because after you won a World Cup, there's what there's nothing else that you can do. The thing is going to do the same thing. The champs. Mm. He's going to stay there long enough to piss everybody off. That's all that's going to happen. And Mbappe is going to be like. Why is Jabu still what's fucking playing? What's the Batman thing? Is that you stay long enough before you become the villain, bro? Stay long enough, you know, to become the villain, bro. That's exactly what's gonna happen. But Pepe is gonna be like, I'm 25, and Giroud is still playing. Who's that? Mbappe, uh, bro. He's gonna be. Why is Giroud still playing, bro? And you know what I don't understand is that Giroud, Giroud doesn't start for Chelsea. Giroud doesn't start for Chelsea. He hasn't scored in time for Chelsea. Lacazette is banging. It's like what Lacazette is only injured, bro. No, but Lacazette, Lacazette, I guarantee Lacazette can score twenty-five goals in a season and still not, and still not get picked. Thomas Lamarck will find some form and still get um, Havard and some other clubs be chosen before him. Do you see what I'm saying? But French football is a bit more complicated because they've got at least two or three players for each position, and most of them are black. So there isn't no hate really for them. Like everyone will get. I just don't understand this Giroud thing. It's like he's just got some. But it's, it's, it's the team integral to the way they play. In all fairness, he gets there by default because he can do what no one else can do, and, mm. and he, they can really play off him. He's like a number ten and a nine at one, mm. and that's very. Those are hard to find. People with delicate touches and. Yeah, his touch is ridiculous. Yeah, his, 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 you can't. He's got a better touch than uh, I say. He's got a better touch than Lacazette, Bamiyang, and Pepe. Yeah. He's got that silky foot there. You know who's probably got as good touch as him? I've seen him playing over there for Portugal. That Yao Felix, that boy. That boy. Mm, yeah, for Atletico. He's fire, bro. He is fire different, bro. Different. I was like, wow, let me see this guy play, but he's different, bro. His touch is different. Like, Bernardo gave him one ball, bro. The boy, the ball made it. He made the ball sit up, bro. Mm. I was like, you're different. Bro. I've only ever seen a couple of men like that do that. Mm. That's a man like Neymar. Man, he could make the ball back. Yeah. You know them ones there because he can control it any part of the body. Ronaldinho, them kind of man. I see Ronaldo do it against Man United. You know when he scored that three goals hat trick. Yeah. And he was playing shit. But the last one he made the ball back when the ball came. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To the bottom corner, but yeah, Marquez didn't even know what was happening. But he just died because he had to. But you see, <laughs> this guy's different, bro. And he looks fat as hell, bro. And <laughs> he just made me offend and looked like he was a part footballer, bro. I don't like me. Uh, Rio have been talking too much. Rio have been, for me, Rio have been talking too much and not saying the right things. Because he's a man from the hood yeah, that doesn't see the right way. way. He's not, he's not, he's he probably not. left the hood too early, bro. He left Peckham a bit too early, bro. Who's that? Rio. Because he's a man that's got a platform to speak, but he don't speak. Yeah. That's another thing. Rio's never been mad then, though, bro. He used to, I heard he used to pay man them, but that's allegedly. But anyway. What, in Peckham? No, when he was in Manchester. So then, but that's alleged. I'm not, I'm not confirming or denying that. But yeah, I might cut that out. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
<laughs> Social media. Is it a factor or not a factor in concerning racism in sport, definitely? Of course, bro. The, the comments and feedback afterwards, like... Who are they to critique your game, bro? Who are they? What, like, just regular fans and so... Whoever. Yeah. No one ever not even fans, bro. Me as a fan, I have no, no desire to contact Bradley Shaka to say, bro, poor you, please. I really don't care, bro. I don't know, Bradley Shaka. The, the situation with, um... With, um... Bernard um, Andy Robertson the other day when they got they lost against Napoli oh, and he yeah. gave away the penalty and he was at fault for two goals and man had to shut down his Twitter account because his <laughs> own fans got onto him. <laughs> but I did. But him as a man, that's obviously part of white privilege. Should we still feel it for him? For that? Of course, bro. Because at the end of the day, like human being, bro. Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool haven't lost for a long time. For a long time, bro. I think they lost once last season. But Napoli played good that day. They and really played good. And he, he made a mistake. And arguably, he like in England right now, he's the best left back. Yeah. And in the world, he's probably in the top three. Yeah, he's really good. And you got on him for one mistake. And the boy was playing good, bro. Was it, um, it doesn't make sense to me. And I, that's, that's he was playing over the insignia or the other guy, Mertens. No, Mertens scored. It wasn't him. It was the insignia that was ripping him to bits. Yeah, but, but my point being is, is that... It's and that like, internationals, by what, the way. What, 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 it, it, it's got to the point where these, like... What I don't like about football now is that it's become reactionary. So it's like you, a team's judge on a week-by-week basis. Game, but yeah, literally. So literally every game, if like if Arsenal won before the international break, so it's cool. But if they lose, the manager's dead. If they win, then either you have some fans who are sort of waiting. Okay, we'll see about the next game. So we can we'll, we'll hold the knives yeah. until the next game, and then when they lose, then we'll pounce. Yeah, 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 it's very hard. So it becomes it becomes. It's a very counterproductive. Yeah, it's hypocritical. I even think. So the only reason why Liverpool and Man City are oblivious to that is because they win more, more than, they than they lose. So it's okay for them. But that has always happened. I just think the echo is louder because of the social media is direct to you. I am. The question is this: Tammy Abraham and Raheem Sterling last season and this season. Tammy was playing for Aston Villa doing the thing ready to go back, show Chelsea, this is what I'm about. The, the coming of Drogba 2.0, you know, but he's a decent guy, he's not bad. Sterling, doing his thing, him and Leroy, another black man, destroying it for Man City, destroying it. Came against the Chelsea team that was kind of inspired, to be fair, I don't know what kind of incentive, but they was inspired, bro, and they won. And this man had fucked up. I think, did he give away a penny or missed a penny? Or something happened and he just started getting abused on the touchline. They called him all sorts of names, yeah? It was cool, took it in his stride, and he went back to the Etihad. That was the response. Mm. What are you saying? Mm. Yeah? Nothing over there. Then Man City fans backed him all the way, yeah? Tammy Abraham doesn't score for the first two games of Chelsea. Um, I don't know. Who were they again? Man United. Man United. And, um, was it the two games or was it the first game? I think the first two games. And they got on to him. Like, seriously, first saying two. that. And he missed the penny in the second game. Got on to him. Like, this guy's shit. He's black and all the rest. He came out and said it for him. 
Franks came out defending him, said, I've given him a chance, I stand by him 100%. I know he's going to come good. Mm-hmm. Meaning that probably the way he was looking, he probably had a hand in him going along in the first division for him to watch him more closely because I'm managing them. That I believe yeah, certain yeah, things yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't believe that these moves are just a moment in time. I believe these man, these are planned 12 months in advance. Mm. Well, I know for, because he was at that. Emery is going to be gone yeah. by Christmas if they know he's not getting top four. They'll make him stay till July, but you're gone already, but if you didn't already know. Yeah? I think he's gone anyways. Yeah, it's a fact, yeah. Right, he's not the man. But the writing's on the wall long before people think the writing's on the wall. Yeah, you still need exactly. to meet the sun and say, oh my God, he got stuck. Just now, yeah. there's man that acts black, and every black man says this, and, and we can, I think we should share every time we hear their names of what they're going to do now and why they still got work. Alan Pardew, why, why did he get work? Um, Mark Hughes, why Tony, Pulis. Tony Pulis, why does he get work? Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce, Steve Bruce. No, Steve Bruce. Bro, Steve Bruce is whack, <laughs> I like him though. In comparison to the young lot, I like him. Now you can't say who's the yeah, one you don't want to see, bro. Huh? We're talking about Alidas. we're talking about ones we don't want to no, see. Alidas is foot, bro. Alidas is an idiot, bro. Those four men are done. Those four men are done out here, yeah. Steve Bruce, I think I think you're being a bit harsh. There's a next man. It's like my man Oller in it back in the day, like he was on. Ken and sister for time, and then he went and cheated on her. Like in the first three months, like you spent about a good six, seven months <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting, and then after you got opportunity, and just go through some slag and then just lose her, bro. And then it's a lot of bro, man. I got set up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no one don't believe you, bro. It's just thirsty, bro. Tell the truth, but um, like you know, like. No, but when I look, there's another guy. Who's the next one? There's one more, man. Rack your brains, man. You have to dig all out, man. There's the next one that keeps turning up all the time, bro. Oh, I can't remember his name. How can I forget? Moisey, mate. Oh, Moisey isn't that bad. Moisey's you know? shit, bro. Nah, nah, bro. Get out of there, bro. Nah, like, no. Moisey did a good job at Everton. And what did he do at Sunderland? Huh? Well, he didn't come to nothing, bro. I don't it, think he was ready for the man you job. Not at all. But, no, but he was specially chosen by another Scotch. But no, 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 no. But you think about it, look at look at it now. Yeah, when he was at Everton, I swear twice he got them into the into the he got them into the Europa a few times. Yeah. Look at the other managers since. They ain't even like when Kuman was there and Man spent like how many millions? Because these the past three four years they spent a lot of money. They spent over three. They spent more than Arsenal. No, but his career can't be judged on Man United because he weren't there long enough to do anything. But but even what he like his what he did at Man United, Solskjaer's doing far worse, no. and he spent more dough. In your opinion, even, even though, no, but that's facts though. They just said this is the worst position in in twenty years. Yeah, but then I'm saying when Moisey was there, they were a better performing team with better players. Giggs and then man was still there. This is what I'm saying. We yeah. were that, even though they was at the end, but mm-hmm. they were still there. That team that he could come into now, of course he could fix it. Because he's a manager of pedigree, he can build. Yeah. There's nothing there now. Yeah. There was something there before and you fucked it up like my man Fellaini. But I think I think there's a there's an element. Yeah, you understand in terms of just taking money and just yeah, lazy players. 
But that so will go immediately from Arsenal in terms of those who have to come. There was yeah, always that narrative from the fans, or not the fans, or even in terms of the pundits. Because there's when you get paid that big amount of money, sometimes it is a poison but chalice. I think that's jealousy, though, because when a man like Tony Adams can come out, oh, with your corpse on the wall talking about, yeah, and it's true, play for the bag and they remember the name on the back. It's true. Mm. But you never got that bag, fam. Mm. Yeah? You never got that bag. Henri got that bag, though. Van Persie got that bag. But the thing is, is with Tony Adams, it's like you will never hear an Arsenal fan slag him off. Yeah, but is he one of them old boys as well where it's impossible because... Like, I don't think it's impossible. I just think that at the end of the day, even as an Arsenal fan, whether he's a black or white, I can't discredit what he did for the club. No, you can't. You can't. You know it's like but I do think he only started to shine really when George came. When yeah. George wasn't yeah, there, he went nothing. So when George came and then when Wenger extended his career, yeah. but in terms of like what he did on the pitch, that, that defence is formidable. My, my thing is, is that within this day and age, what the problem is with a lot of footballers is that world-class for me is a player who's performed consistently at a high level for like four or five seasons. So you're talking about Ronaldo's? These yeah. Ronaldo's guys? Those, Those guys Ronaldo's, are unquestionable. They're unquestionable. These other guys now... They're questionable. It's questionable. It's like if someone said to me, is Raheem Sterling world-class? He's I said, getting the jury, there. He's, I said, not, he's elite. He's I not said, I, said, I said the jury's still out because he's not been, it's not like he's been doing it for four or five seasons. He's done three seasons. So Probably done like last season and this, this, and this season. Yeah, no, maybe Kevin De Bruyne, I would say, yeah, like, was, but is it... No, like, Kevin De Bruyne, one season and... But no, 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 but I'm saying, that, like, even for that, it's like, especially on the world stage as well, like, I don't know people say, oh, but Messi hasn't done it on the world. I'm like, bruv, Messi, what they said, like, Messi's got something like, almost like, he's got five... From a man's got 500 career goals, you can't tell me a man's not, he's not dope. No, he's, when it comes to it, club football, he's, he's levels above. But he's playing for a very good team. But, like... The only reason what makes Ronaldo for me is because Ronaldo's gone through, did it at Man United, went up the levels at Real Madrid. He's dipping at Juve because it's like, what, he got something like, last season, like 20-something goals in, the, in, in... Which is crazy still. That's still good. But in comparison to... He was in Man United, he'd done like 40-something goals in a season. But he was... He's a man that's been in his prime... For so long, people can't remember when he wasn't. Yeah. That's 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 the thing. Like you don't like when he started hitting form. That's been the consistent high. Like I, there was something I was watching on IG. Yeah, and showing you. I think the last twenty years of Champions League and the goals. When he came on the scene, all you see is the rise, man. Mm. There's no one's rises like that apart from Raúl. Yeah. Raúl got to seventy-one, and then Raúl just told him anyway. This guy. He's just going on. He's still going to this day. Yeah. To this day. But I'm saying, can a black man be afforded that kind of notoriety in for the respect where you're respected on the field for what you do, like a Mane? Mane ain't going to get to them numbers, let's be real. But Mane could be known as a... as an elite, like a world-class player, like a George Weah. Mm. That's the last let's say, African black guy that I knew was world-class. Eto? To a point. Jogba? Mm, Jogba... Is Jogba world-class? I think Jogba is really good. I don't know. How many times has um, Eto won Champions League? 
Because I know he banged against us in the, in, a, in the final. He banged against right. United. I think it's three times. Oh, yeah, and Inter as well, isn't it? So about three, four times? He's got to be there, bruv. Bruv, Clarence Sindorf, bruv. Mm. You're done. But I'm talking about as a striker. But if we're going to talk about all players, there's a... Um, for me, Eto's the greatest well. African striker. Even better than George, bro. I don't know. I really like George, bro. I like George as well, but I'm saying, like, being 37, George was sort of like early, late 80s, early 90s. Eto's at a time where it's like, as a person, I could watch football and analyse it. I, I think maybe with AC... He's possibly, George Weah may have won it once if he was even there for a man to do it three, four times and scoring those finals. Yeah, no, he was a big game player. What man could have taken away from him when it was time to perform, it's always that man. And, and that's where, I think that's where the difference comes. That's for me is where you're world class. When it's time for you yeah. to dig, bruv, you have it in there. And I think that's even an argument for, say, like against Thierry Henry because there were certain games where it's like the, the big, big games where he goes missing. Yeah. The same thing that they give, they afford to others. The Champions League final was one of them. Mm. He went missing. Mm. Looking at it now, he made a mistake. You should have took him off and not Pires. Yeah. And it's like, the, uh, the, the thing is... And Van Persie could have stayed up there. Arsenal fans, they, they've got this this narrative of where they never... Like, they, it's not really spoken about. And I think for a lot of Arsenal fans, some of them were too young. But at that time, I was like in my my teens, yeah, we know 20s. So I'm like, you know what, actually, in fact, there's been a couple of games like where even like the 2-1 loss to Liverpool in the FA Cup final, Henri was missing bare chances. And I think after they went to try and get like a Francis Jeffers. To but then, but this, is, this, is where, this is where the Arenga thing came in. This is where the protection of the coach. Like, okay, Henri was afforded certain privileges, and as a black man, he's probably exceptional. Bruv, I don't think you, like, for me, I even, like, not to cut you up, but it's just, you can't talk badly of it because Excuse me. Homeboy was doing, like, 30 something goals and on average in, like, 15 assists. That's like, he's contributing to almost 50 of the goals. Either if they're not scoring, he's yeah, assisting he's in them. them. Do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? So, if he's had a one bad game, which happens to be a final, which. Maybe in terms of the eight games leading up to, he scored. Why he didn't? What can I say? What can I say against it? All I'm saying is just in the big occasions, he went missing. Certain times, I think maybe the pressure got to him. Whereas it's like there might be a player like a Samuel Eto who's not really doing the assists. He's just an out and out goal scorer on the shoulder of the last defender, but he's just fucking clinical, bro. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And it doesn't make a difference what stage it is. He'll score where he's gone and done a little cheeky little poke. Do you understand? Like the same way how he bust, he beat Almunia. It was like a funny finish. Did you get what I'm saying? Almunia was another thing. But I just think when it comes to us and and them kind of realms there where we're, we're you're never afforded because it, like I'll say I don't think we we get to that. Like not in this sport, maybe in basketball. Maybe you don't you don't, you don't get it because I remember like uh, Ian Wright is a perfect example. Mm. Was an England striker. Um, killing it on One the of Arsenal record holders. He yeah, was a record, he was a record before Henri broke it. Um, wasn't afforded to be able to play as the main striker for England or have opportunities. Because Alan who at one point didn't score for ten games for, for two, which was two international years. Yes. Or two, yeah, two, two football yeah. years. So two international years of football. Were there two managers at that time? No, it's still Glenn Hoddle. Yeah, but he didn't. But then even at that, it's like you look at it. It's like 
Would you take Terry Sherry? Teddy Sherry was a, was a Dan to, on, to, to Ian Wright? No. So, but so it was a better combination. That's how do you know it's a combination? Because the combination that they didn't want to play, it was the combination they should have played. Gaza and him were supposed to play, and they brought up both of them. We but know that. You, like, look, you look at it now, you don't play, these days in football, it's like, you don't play two strikers because it's like you need that for you need you, you only play with one striker. Whereas I'm from the era, we're from the era of where you would have like uh, 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 two strikers that would be Wright and Campbell or Wright and Burkamp or Wright or Shevchenko. Only because you want to play four four two. So it's four four two. But I'm saying at that time when Ian Wright was about four four two was prominent. So it's not even a, if, if if it's a thing. It could have been like you know what actually what we'll do we can bench Shearer put Wright in. To be able to go and say, but it's like nah. That weren't that weren't and part that, of the, that, 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 part that, of the thing. Me, like, I'll say, that was the reason. I think you're right there. That's where we're not afforded the level that we should really get to because there's a hindrance. No, I think again it comes back to the thing. It's like if you are gonna go in, you you have to overperform. Or if you are gonna be there, then on the flip side. You might have to be there as a servitude role, like Emil Heskey was. My no, father. man, because he got them there. Like, there has to be a... Brother, Emil Heskey, when he was playing yes, in England... the second time. He used to hit the ball over, and it would be like, he done his little head over, and it's like, Michael Owen's running on, and he scored, and that's that was all Heskey's that? job. But, no, but that's the second coming. In the first coming, <laughs> in the first coming, this man used to beat man, run and on the wing and cross the ball for Owen to finish. He used to do all yeah, the work. He, when, he, when he burst on the scene, but they, they, their, the man, their man, their man, man took him in, and they did what's it like? What's that get out thing? <laughs> sunken place. Man just took him to the sunken place, and then he was. Bro, I got love for Esky. Esky lives in Antigua with his black wife. He's doing all right, bro. Bobby man, bro. Bobby man, I got ratings for the man. Even when he came back to Sky Sports, he told them certain things. They didn't realize that. No, this man's intelligent. We're not gonna get him back on here no more. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. We just keep the dead back at home and he's better gambling thing like talking his rubbish like so and I'm not even dissing some of these footballers to be horrible but it's like really a lot of them never had nothing to offer when they was playing like in terms of talking so I don't know why we have them on TV after hours talking they still have nothing to offer they're not interesting because a lot of them aren't educated people bro they just know about playing football I know them are educated, but but Alan is because Alan got a degree there. Alan who? Alan Shearer got a degree there. Alan Shearer is actually, I think, he's I he's, uh, he's, he's a bit smart. He's not. I like him, and I, I, I what's interesting is him and Wright have a fair. very good relationship. Considering the, the past they had, but uh, I think, and you know what I've realised about Alan, he's fair. I think it's to do with age, and I also just like the fact that he got out of Michael Owen. Yeah, Michael Owen's a pussy, but straight up. For saying what he said, bro. I was just like, you're some, you must be Jamie Wiley's wife's cousin. Oh, brother, yeah, that, that story, <laughs> that's an interesting story. <laughs> Leave the people alone, bro. Man, uh, she don't want to Leaking, you know. Leaking stories for peas. What's wrong with you, bro? My man, won't have said enough. But yeah, like, but yeah, we'll continue this, but it's looking like racism has never left football, really and truly. And it's, it's, it's there, and we're going to stop at black players really respected. And then we've got about five more, and then we're going to start. We're going to get into the incidents as well. But I don't... I think the incidents are always isolated, because once they happen, then they're just forgotten about. I don't think... You still recording? Yeah. You, you know the incident that happened the other day with the... Um I think like the cha- championship or League One players that had been drinking and they had the accident and one of them... You notice how in terms of like 
that's an interesting one because what the one where he hurt his knee the guy yeah he yeah, messed yeah. up his knee and they left him in the car they ran out and they come <laughs> yeah they did a Kevin Hart so basically what happened is that he they had been drinking and taking I think had balloons or something I don't think they, they took any illegal substances they supposed to be a five minute drive to, from one player's house to another player's house which the intelligence just baffles me because it's like they might not be earning Premier League money but they got enough money do you understand to pay like an Uber do you understand like apparently the distance would have been maximum about a five pound Uber but they were insistent on driving gone and driven but they had like gear in the back and one of them was sitting in the back with the gear but basically when they because they hit the car it's crushed like his knees popped do you understand he's done his ACL but then when I was so drunk they run out of their car kicked out and forgot that he was in the back so when they got back in it's like oh shit homeboy's still in there gone back but obviously he's been stretched off they realised it was their car then lots all got arrested his knee's gone so basically I think he's cut because yeah. he's like in his like mid mid like early 30s they're like basically we don't even want to renew your contract your career is done but it's just interesting because it was just like in terms of the perception because it's almost like for those players it's almost like a lad type thing do you understand it's not they're not vilified but if it was a bunch of black players because I remember they did that promote um, Chuba Akpong was drunk and he drove his car into a wall or something into his neighbour's wall and they were on to him about that you know what the best the best thing back in the day I want to say this before we end it on this cliffhanger do you remember back in the day when Frank Lampard was a part of this as well the hotel scandal yeah thing. and there was this how many Redskins man was there because Kieran Dye and all them man was there he was the leader of the gang yeah, but you know, he, he had, they had the thing of the, where the man was abusing the Americans after the 9-11 thing. And they got, it was him. I think it may have been him and Ida Johnson or something. But he's got a lot of dirt on his name, bro. Who? Kevin Dunn? Frank Lampard. Yeah, that man's buff. They might have been involved in a, in a lot. Like, back in the day, when they were young England players, like, they were in their, like... Up until about 24, 25, they would do every all the time. But you know what? You know what I don't excuse. Frank Lampard's never been a man to say that never happened. Do you see what I'm saying? He's always been honourable. He's a man. He knows how to talk. Mm. If he's listened to his dad, I mean his his uncle, they know how to talk. So it's like they'll talk their way out of things. So it's hard to pin it. But it's it's when something as bait as when, oh, it's my dog's my dog's bank account. Mm. Now we need something. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? But we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there.